0: This podcast is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Hey, buddy. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving was awesome. We had a blast. How was yours? Amazing. Oh, good. What'd you do? I went camping. Well, yeah, I know that. (laughs) Nobody else does. I just can't believe the way you said that. Like, well, duh. Like, yeah, I know. I know everything that you did. You know what about my Thanksgiving was? This isn't yeah. for others, you know.
0: Well, I went camping, which was awesome. But that's why you guys are just getting a mini episode this week because I decided to play Yahtzee for three days.
1: <laughs> Literally, like, she played the game Yahtzee for three days straight with her husband. So, yeah, good. I'm I'm glad you got a break, though. You deserve it.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes we had a campfire and we played cornhole. Do a bunch when it wasn't windy. Yeah,
1: sounds like you guys had a great time.
0: Yeah, and Grant came home with a new obsession to learn a musical instrument from his Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, yeah we had like a band at our Thanksgiving, and so like I came home and tried playing piano because we have a piano, and I was like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be able to join in on this, and so awesome. Learning, learning little uh, holiday songs.
0: Nice. All right. Well, are you ready to get into this episode, or do you have housekeeping stuff to do? No, I don't have anything. I think we should just get into it. Actually, right. did you do the new
1: iPhone update? Yeah. Did you choose that little like avatar person that it oh, is? Oh,
0: yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just like pick a person and I was like, "Oh, well, this one has pink hair, so that'll work."
1: <laughs> well, yeah, cuz it used to be a picture of you and I just was looking at my phone and I saw that that was up and but I like didn't think that you actually chose it because it was like somebody holding up like their hand in a heart, and I was like, ah, Erica wouldn't pick that.
0: Oh yeah, I did. That's the Taylor Swift symbol that she holds up. What? <laughs>
1: yeah. So, like she like doesn't own it. like that's not her thing though. Like everyone does that. Like, that's yeah, a but common that's how thing. she
0: tells her fans that she loves us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 loves us. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I just like what I think of Taylor Swift and her fans I think of like 15 year old girls in leotards with like EDM bracelets on I Stupid. I know you're a huge fan I do know that I just I don't think about you when you <laughs> talk about Taylor Swift's fans so
0: well that's because I don't like <laughs> tracker jet on TikTok or anything crazy like some of those weirdos do but oh my gosh I didn't mean to throw you off there sorry Yes, I picked that emoji. I didn't even know that it used to be a picture of me, so I don't know what I'm doing. I hope it was a decent picture.
1: <laughs> Christine messes with my phone all the time and just I end up with new things. So that could have yeah. been how it worked, too. But but yeah, so this one's just pink hair with you holding your hands up in a heart. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you you can make fun of me all you want for being a Swifty, but you're the one who's seen her in concert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I did see her in concert. Yeah. yeah. She was like 16 years old or something like that. I saw her at a co- little small country concert down in Orange County. GoFest like t- was
0: not a small country concert. That was a huge It was GoFest
1: and it was pretty small. It wasn't a very big deal at all, but yeah. they just added her cuz that cuz her Tim McGraw song had come out, so they just added her to the to the thing. And I remember like walking along on the lawn and hearing her play and being like, eh, "Whatever." That, who knew she'd come become who she is? But
0: yeah, I saw Uncle Cracker and Kenny Chesney at that one time. <laughs> yeah, Uncle that's Cracker the same. So...
1: Yeah, same level.
0: Well, but he was so drunk he couldn't even remember the words to the song. Was that in San Diego?
1: No, it was in Irvine. Oh, because I saw uh, Kenny Chesney in San Diego and he was so
0: drunk he forgot the words to the songs. So... Yeah, no, Uncle Cracker was so drunk. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like, dude, you're not. You're barely even allowed on this song. Uncle Cracker.
1: Like, talk about someone you haven't thought about in years. Yeah. But when the sun goes down, we'll be grooving.
0: So, all right, let's get into this episode because we've talked about how we're nerdy enough for everybody. You're
1: nerdy. You're nerdy.
0: Yeah. Well, you're learning piano, so.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> get out of here.
0: It is. Well, we're going to Barstow for this episode. Ew. Why? <laughs> Because <laughs> that's where it is. The only
1: thing in Barstow is Del Taco and like a Chipotle, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, there's like all the fast food, but that's exactly yeah. where we're going. We're going to Lenwood Road. No.
1: Oh, I this swear. is good. I'm so excited. Let's do it.
0: So February 10th, 2010.
1: 2010. Uh, Brad Paisley, top of the Billboard charts.
0: Nope. Darius Rucker. No. It is a boy, though. Um, He's a very tall boy.
1: Oh, um, I was just thinking of of Tracy. No, um,
0: oh. you're thinking of Trace Adkins, but Trace that's Adkins, not, yeah, no, not that tall. Toby Keith, no, that's like six strikes. So I'm just gonna tell you, it's Jason Aldean. He's tall. Yeah, he's like six something.
1: Is he really? I I thought he was a little guy. Do you know Vince Gill is six three? No, I didn't. Dude, that's
0: big. Are you googling like tall country guys? I
1: googled I googled Jason Aldean who's like 6'1. And I was like, "Okay, that's oh, bigger I than I thought." Oh, I thought he was it. taller than that. Well, I thought he was not that tall. So I was like, "Okay, 6'1." And then I was like, "Well, how tall is Trace Adkins?" Cuz I thought he was like actually cuz I saw a picture of Blake Shelton that said he was 6'5. And I was like, "Oh, that would have been another good guess." And then I googled Trace Adkins and then there was just a bunch of them lined up and Let's get this will- going. All right, go. All right,
0: yeah. All right. Ready, go. So it was The Truth by Jason Aldean. Oh, didn't Ashley
1: Monroe write that song?
0: You Love Her. (laughs) Yeah. Good one. Nobody's going to get that because I'm going to cut all that other shit out. So
1: (laughs) this is good, though.
0: Okay, so we're going to Barstow. Like I said, Lenwood Road. Which is not a real place. It's just when you're on your way from like Vegas to California or California to Vegas, it's where people stop and go to the bathroom and get Del Taco.
1: Yeah, that's 100% what it is. I think they have some outlets there, but like it's not a place you spend time. It's it's a no. you know, drive-through city.
0: Are those outlets even still open? There's never anybody there.
1: I've never been, so I don't know.
0: Either way, there's like a bunch of truck stops and gas stations and then all the fast foods. So, on February 10th, 2010, a guy was looking for cans on the side of the road to recycle.
1: Yeah. Probably not the best place to do that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Instead of finding cans, he found a backpack. Jansport? It was actually Everest brand, I'm pretty sure, but it looked like a Jansport. Like a knockoff Jansport. Word. Word. But yes, that kind of backpack, like a book bag. Not like a military backpack or a hiking backpack. It looked like a book bag. What was in it? Inside the backpack, he found a severed head of a teenage girl. Oh, man. That really got got going quick. Yes. Her head was wrapped in two plastic grocery bags. One was from Walgreens and one was from Fiesta Foods. Wow. That is that is a thing to
1: come up on. What would you do in that situation? Like, freak the fuck out, right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he called the authorities, which is the right thing to do, but yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's traumatized. So when the authorities got there and they investigated, they estimated that she was between 14 and 19 years old. So she was a teenager. Very young. Yeah.
1: So, like, did they search around for the rest of her body or did they just...
0: Yeah, no, they looked around, but the rest of her body was not there. And has never been found. Oh, really? Yeah. So a recreation of her face was done. But the authorities say to take all the recreations of her face, because there's multiple on the internet, with a pretty big grain of salt because her face was mutilated. How so? They've never really specifically said. They just said that it was in very poor condition and it was mutilated, like, on purpose. Probably to hinder identification.
1: I don't like that. Yep. Could they tell what her cause of death was with just her head?
0: No, they couldn't determine a cause of death, but the manner seems pretty obviously homicide.
1: Yeah, I mean, decapitation into a bag? Like, yeah. fair enough, I just didn't know if we knew how.
0: No, and and it's likely homicide, it's not proven without a doubt that it was homicide, because I guess she could have died some other way, and then somebody desecrated her body after but it's pretty likely that whoever did that also killed her they just don't know how
1: Yeah, i was gonna say that sounds really unlikely for someone that
0: young especially totally so the only thing they could really tell was that she was likely hispanic she had brown hair brown eyes she had pierced earrings but no earrings in her ears and her hair was probably about shoulder length
1: okay i mean at least it's something to go off of it's a start Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. She also had pretty extensive dental work, including multiple fillings. So she was taken care of. She had access to a dentist.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And as of 2021, it was announced that Barbara Ray Venter, she's the lady who, the genetic genealogist that solved the Golden State Killer case. Uh Uh-huh. She is working on this Jane Doe's case. As of 2021. But the only thing that they've been able to determine so far is that she is Hispanic and she's also Southern European, probably Italian, and that she has really distant relatives in Mexico. But they need more people to upload their DNA to Family Tree DNA or GEDmatch to get a closer match.
1: So there's a new one now, Family Tree DNA? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not really new but it's another one that they can search. It has less profiles in it than you'd want, but at least it's something they can search besides Jedmatch. Yeah,
1: but you have to link yourself up to that too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. definitely. They really do need to work with these other places and like you can opt in to do that cuz yeah, thousands that would be great. of people of people would do that just right then like I don't have to do much else. Yeah, let's see what's going on. Let's see if I can find somebody, you know.
0: Yeah, totally. So that's pretty much all they know, is her origins are likely Hispanic, and she's might have some Italian. She was a teenage girl, and she had a lot of dental work, and her ears pierced. That's literally all they know. Hmm. So wow. that takes us to... Today? No. Wow. Theoryland. Oh, Theoryland! Theory <laughs> Sorry. Damn, I was like, wow, you're really off today. So... <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So one of the big theories is that she was a local to the area, either the high desert area or Barstow, you know, somewhere. I can debunk that one, but keep going. And the reason why is because there's a big drug crime, sex trafficking kind of thing going on in that area. Yeah. And that I get where they're going. That makes sense. So the theory is that she might've been a runaway that ended up in a Sex trafficking situation, or even a drug trafficking situation, or maybe gang activity. Mm, I mean, I can't say no, right? Like it's all likely. Yeah. What did you? What was your debunking, though? That you said I could debunk that. Well,
1: kind of what you said before, but like. You're right. It is a really big drug gang population area. Yeah. Like, and for people who haven't been there, like that's what's out there. It's not like there's hidden pockets of wonderful places. So, oh no, no, no. This is like
0: where they make all the meth.
1: Yeah. So the the nice teeth part really kind of makes me go, she's not from this area because there's not a lot of people who actually live out that way anyway, and the people who do, they're not part of normal everyday society they're not going to dentist and having extensive dental work done so but that doesn't mean she's not from a different area and got caught up in something out there so
0: yeah well there is people that are from there that do go to the dentist. I'm sure they have dentists it's a real city but yes generally it's not a great area. That's theory number one is that she got caught up in some kind of drug gang sex trafficking situation that she probably shouldn't have been involved in at her young age. The second theory that's kind of prevalent is that she was a local or somewhat local, like Southern California area, and she was killed by a parent or a boyfriend.
1: That could be totally. But the beheading man, that's a whole different ballgame, right? Like it has yeah, to I be feel like somebody else.
0: That's cartel shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty bad stuff for sure. Yeah. So I don't think like a A parent or boyfriend or whatever would like kill her and then go through the effort of like taking her head off.
0: But that's with her face being mutilated to hinder identification like it could be because it was somebody that she knew that killed her so they didn't want her identified and that could be why she's not reported missing because whoever should be reporting her missing might have been the person who killed her. That I think could probably be very true. So the third theory that I think is the most believable is that it was a serial killer, or a trucker. Ooh, yeah. Because Lenwood is a truck stop. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's on a major U.S. highway that takes you in and out of Southern California. So any trucker driving a load anywhere is going to be on that on the 15 somewhere.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. And it would be really easy for them to pull off the 15, dump the backpack, and get right back on the freeway and be a state or two away in a couple hours.
1: Do you think we have more uh, truck driving serial killers than we know about?
0: Yes. A lot more. Really? Yes. I don't think that all truck drivers are serial killers by any means. I didn't think you did. No. No. I didn't think that's what you were saying. But I definitely think that is a job that lends itself to that.
1: That's interesting. That's an interesting theory. I mean, obviously we know about Samuel Little. Do we know of any other truck drivers off the top of your head? Keith Jesperson. I don't know who that is. Yeah.
0: He's the happy face killer. He's the one whose daughter has that podcast.
1: I have no idea.
0: She's the one who started the GoFundMe for Rex Heuerman's family after he was arrested. And then Keith Jesperson is the one that's been sending letters to and from Rex Heuerman in prison. Anyway, he was a truck driving serial killer.
1: I did not know
0: that. But that's just the one that came to my mind. But yeah, there's been quite a few. But I think that... It's one of those things where it leads itself to that lifestyle and for getting away with it because they're constantly on the move. There's nothing connecting them to the places or the people. So I think the more successful ones, maybe.
1: I know. That's what's nuts is to think that there's people out there who just might be better than the ones we know about. That is a sinister thought.
0: Yeah, it sucks. It's really scary to think about. Like If you think about it too long, you're like, oh, shh. Yeah.
1: I mean, the underbelly of people, man, like it is people can get in dark real quick.
0: Yep. So this rabbit hole of thinking that it might have been a traveling truck driver or even just a traveling person in general, like somebody in an RV or something kind of took me in a weird direction with this. But I did find another case in Dallas, Texas from December 12th, 2002. So this is like seven and a half years before our Jane Doe was found. A John Doe was found in Dallas County, Texas, and he was also dismembered and was found in like seven or eight grocery bags. And they were all from Fiesta Foods and Carnival food stores.
1: Okay, now we're now
0: we got something right, because like we don't have those in California, do we? No. And that's what was so interesting about the Fiesta Foods thing, the one bag being from Walgreens is not that interesting. There's Walgreens everywhere. But the Fiesta Foods bag, if they would release the image that was on the bag, it would be super helpful because there's only a few Fiesta Foods in the country. There's a lot of things that sound like Fiesta Foods, like Fiesta Markets, but Fiesta Foods, there's three in Washington State that are all right near each other. There's one in Bakersfield, which is not that far from this. There's one in Ontario, which is also not that far from this. And there's a bunch in Texas.
1: But they have different logos on their bags?
0: Yeah, because they're not, I don't think they're related. I don't think, I think the ones that are near each other are, but I don't think from the different states, I don't think it's all one big company. I think there's three different companies. So it would be interesting to see which Fiesta Foods logo was on the bag to know which store it came from. Yeah, especially if you
1: have seven of them. I mean, that's a pretty telltale sign, right?
0: Yeah, well, that was the John Doe in Texas, and they do have Fiesta Foods in Texas, quite a few of them.
1: Right. That's what I mean. Because if they're at the same Fiesta Food logos that were the ones in Texas, then you're kind of on to something.
0: Right. Or if they were the ones from Washington, it'd be like, oh, OK, well, obviously, Israel Keys was up to something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Good idea. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, they could, if they could just tell us which logo it was, it'd be easier to narrow down which Fiesta Foods it came from. Also, if we knew the coordinates of where the body was found to know if it was on which side of the Lenwood exit it was on, might help to determine which direction the person was traveling. Because if it was like on the Del Taco side, they might have been going north on the 15 towards Vegas. Because they'd get off and go right. But if it was over on the like McDonald's side, then they might have been going towards California. So that might help like narrow down which direction they were going to.
1: How come they don't release stuff like that? Like that doesn't seem like something that would tarnish the case at all. So why not release that kind of info, but especially the Fiesta Food logo? Cause what what's the holdup with that? I don't know.
0: I just don't think that this case has gotten a lot. I don't think they're trying to hide anything. I just don't think that this case has gotten a lot of attention. I don't think anybody's asked, to be honest with you. I don't think a reporter's been like, hey, can I see that food bag? Yeah. I don't know why it's not listed on her NamUs, because the only thing on NamUs is the recreation that they say don't take too seriously. Right. So I don't know why the pictures of the backpack and the, the grocery bags and stuff aren't on her NamUs. I don't know. Especially because there is a picture of the backpack that was released in a newspaper article around the time that this happened, but it's not on NamUs. So I'm only like 90% sure that's the actual backpack. That's
1: weird. I just, I mean, I don't know why they, they don't put this stuff on NamUs. If people are looking at it, trying to help, why wouldn't they put it up there? I don't know.
0: Like I said, I don't know that in this case, I don't think it's something that they're holding back. I just don't think anybody's been interested. I don't think anybody's asked.
1: I know. But like there's a public website. If somebody's looking at NamUs, they're they're looking for a specific reason, right? Yeah. Does it hurt the investigation to put up pictures of the types of food bags and- Which side of the freeway it was found on? Does it hurt? Can you see how that would hurt the investigation at all? No. I don't either. And like I said, majority of the people listening to this have never been on NamUs because they're not trying to solve these murders and mysteries and things like that. But the people who are on there are trying to do that. So yeah, give them as much info as you can.
0: A hundred percent. I agree with that. I think they should put as much info as they, especially in John and Jane Doe cases. This is, it is an active murder investigation, but they're never going to solve the murder until they solve who she is. So you got to give as much info as you can to find out who she is. But I do think that sometimes, and I'm not saying that in this case, but sometimes they just put the minimum amount of effort into just to be like, yeah, I put it on NamUs. Here's your nameless number. Like, I did my job. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I am not it. saying that's what happened in this case at all. I'm just saying a lot of times I'll read a nameless profile and I'm like, there's so much info here that you could have put in that you didn't. Does that make sense? You like, at,
1: yeah. How often are you looking at these things? Just out of curiosity. What do you What do you mean? I'm like Looking at N- nameless profiles. Yeah.
0: Every day. Oh, why? Why every day? I mean, it used to be just because I was a weirdo, but now it's because I'm researching for a podcast. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> so a weirdo with a purpose. <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. Fair enough. Because it's it, to me, it's interesting because if every case—that's the other thing is NamUs is not mandatory. So there's John and Jane Doe's in this country that aren't even on NamUs because not every agency participates. It's not mandatory.
1: Yeah. And we've talked about that before, but I mean, I think that seems like an easy enough thing to get, right? Like, everybody has to participate in this. Like, why not? Right,
0: you would think. But that's what I'm saying is that's when you end up with these nameless profiles. And I've seen them a lot where it's like a femur was found by the side of the road. Cool. Do you want to give us a date that it was found? Is there, like, a, a can you give us a, general gist of where it was what was found near it like that's all it says a femur was found by the side of the road it's like okay I know this bothers you but people don't want to do their jobs I know and it drives me crazy it's like then get out I know it does don't be the guy who puts the shit in NamUs then yeah I
1: know that drives you absolutely mad
0: or it'll give a list of a purple shirt and blue jeans and black sneakers and it'll give like a detailed description of all the clothing that was found in it and not one photo it's like what Why don't you just upload the photos of the clothing?
1: Yeah, so I don't know. They don't like I said. People don't want to do their jobs, and and I know that drives you nuts.
0: Yeah. So sometimes there is a reason to hold info back, but I think sometimes it's just that they don't even think to put that on there. Because they don't sit there when they're putting it in NamUs. They're not going, well, Erica going to figure out that because she was found off the northbound exit, that this person was driving north. And then the Fiesta Foods bag came from Washington. So we need to focus up that. You know what I mean? They're not thinking the way that I'm thinking. They're thinking, like, why would it help for anybody to know which side of the freeway she was on? Right. I get it. Because they've got 25 cases on their desk and they're just trying to get the minimum amount of information into NamUs just so they can be like, okay, I put that one in. Okay, I did that one. I got to leave early today to go to my fucking idiot kid's t-ball game.
1: My aunt's doctor appointment. Yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I don't necessarily know that they're holding that information back or that they're just didn't put it in. But either way, Barbara Ray Venter's on the case now, so. But what's the difference between not putting it in and holding it back? Well cuz holding it back would be on purpose like because they think it would in- hinder the investigation. Just not putting it in is careless. They're just not putting it in cuz they don't think it's important. I mean it's
1: kind of the 6 of 1 half a dozen of the other, right? Same result.
0: Yeah, same result. So, it looks like this one's going to be solved by genetic genealogy if a match ever pops up in the database. So, because it's I mean it's been they've been working on it for 2 years now. Genetic genealogy. So, if it was going right. to happen, With what's in there, it would have already happened. So they're obviously waiting for a match, a closer match. So don't forget to upload your DNA to GEDmatch or Family Tree DNA.
1: Oh, you haven't said that in a long time. Yeah.
0: Well, that's because nobody does it. It's a pain in the ass to do it. Trust me. I know. I've done my own. You've done yours. It's a pain in the ass.
1: It is. It really is. That's why there just needs to be a box that you check when you, like, do you send your info in or something?
0: Or like on, on my Ancestry app, like it's super convenient. It shows me all my – like there should be like some little toggle switch where it's like, do you want law enforcement to have access to your DNA? It's like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. Because then I don't have to become like a software coder to figure out how to upload my DNA to GEDmatch. <laughs> yeah. We're technically incapable of everything computerized. Technical? Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're technologically challenged.
1: We both married people who are technologically savvy, so it works out.
0: Yep. All right. Well, that's all I have, so I'm just babbling now. All right. Well, I love you. Oh, no joke? Nothing? No, I forgot to do one. So. Oh, Oh, damn. hang on.
1: No, wait. No, wait. No, wait. No, wait. No, wait. I do have one. I forgot that I saw one and I saved it.
0: <laughs> oh, you're going to use somebody else's jokes? Yeah. Is that what you've been doing this whole time? You haven't been making these up? Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you would fucking swiping people's jokes?
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%.
0: Oh, Grant. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Do you know where bad rainbows go? Uh, let me get this one. Okay, bad rainbows. Is that yep. what you said? You know where they bad go- rainbows? Yep. Do you know where they go? No. To
1: prism. It's a light sentence and gives them time to reflect. <laughs>
0: This is us signing off. We'll be back to normal next week. <laughs> Sorry about this weird, weird so week good. that we had. It's a light
1: sentence and <laughs> gives them time to reflect. Oh, my so gosh. It's stupid. got layers. It's such a good joke. I love it. It does
0: have layers. I will give you. It does have layers. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: It's a great joke.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I love you.
1: I love you, too. I'll All right.
0: You. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been a production of Orange Halo Media LLC, hosted by Grand Narica. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. To chat with us, go to From Crime to Crime on Instagram, From Crime to Crime on TikTok, From Crime the Number 2 Crime on Twitter, or you can visit our website at fromcrimetocrime.com. See you next Wednesday.